Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 196 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, I didn't think of any clever thing to start the podcast with. Oh, I can so. talk about something. Oh, sure. Go um, for it. Okay. I'm Manny, objectively speaking, a four-day week, like four tens is better than like working five eights or whatever, right? Like if you could like work four days and have like three days off, that'd be the ideal way, right? So I I have thought about this okay. uh, at great length, and it was because my girlfriend's job they offer various different shifts sometimes, right. and she applied for one that would be four ten hour days. Right. And at first I was like, that seems like it would be awful because I don't want to be at work for eight hours. Why would I want to be there for ten hours? Right. But then when you get the extra day, right. that's what really seals the deal. So I would probably. After consideration, I would probably go with the four 10-hour days. Okay, so we're on Grimmick here, but I have a new revolutionary idea. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. So I understand... Like, don't work anymore. No, I logistically, I don't think this... Like, you could ever convince somebody to do this. I'm just saying this would be my ideal. Okay. You work Monday, Tuesday. You have Wednesday off. You work Thursday, Friday. You have Saturday, Sunday off. You never work more than two days in a row. That Wednesday, you can just kind of like, that's your day to do your chores and just like do your running around and like, you know, go to the grocery store, mow the lawn or whatever. Your weekends will be completely free to be do whatever you want. And as I said, you never work more than two days in a row. So you're never going to have that like end of the work, like week, like burnout. Yeah, I don't know. So I, as someone who worked in retail for a long time right. and my schedule was like never the same week to week. Right. Having one day off in the middle of week was always shitty because no one else has that. Yeah. But like, that's you know what I mean. But that's the day that you just take care of your own shit. That's the day you I go guess, grocery I guess shopping and you, do your mow, you mow your lawns, you clean, clean the house. You just kind of like, that's your day to get shit done. And then the days that people have off Saturday, Sunday, that's your socializing. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I would do that. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, I, like, I would do that. I don't know if I would prefer it, but I would do that. See, I, that would be my preferred. I understand most people would want to have just like the three day weekend. Yeah. But like one of those days I'm going to spend just, as I said, as my adulting day anyway, mm -hmm. I'd rather split the week up and then I never work more than two days in a row. Yeah. Which is fair. Compared to five days in a row. Yeah. I get that. So I'm just saying some Wednesday morning, you people out there listening, like you're going to wake up and be like, man, Matt's right. You know, like I wish I had. To <laughs> up. So I, I might start a presidential campaign on this. this oh, nice. Campaign. This alone. Yes. So everyone in okay, the world yeah. or in the U.S. is going to have Wednesday off. I don't know. It, it may create some chaos, but we'll see. OK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my thing is like I. I always think about that and it's like, oh, it'd be cool to have all these like weird mandated things. But then what happens when there's like places that just like, a, hospital. Open? a hospital has to be open. A hospital has to be open. Right. Yeah. So An insurance office does not. That's true. No, that's, you know, mm -hmm. I get that for you. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, that's that I, my girlfriend told me I was basically an idiot for, she <laughs> like just gave me a look and was just like, no, Absolutely. So not. I don't think you're an idiot. I just don't think I would prefer that personally. But I mean, I, I see where you are coming from. I see the appeal. Like I had there was a guy uh, 
when I was at the tail end of my retail, he was like older in his sixties and he had accrued so much time off that he could do what you are describing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so he would never work more than two days in a row. And he, he loved that. Yeah. That just sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and he was also getting paid for those days. Right. Right. He was not there. So he was extra loving it, but you know, I also, I think part of the reason you hated it when you were working there is you said you had sporadic. Like, you never knew from week to week. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. if you had, like, the consistent, like, maybe two days on, one day off, two days on again, like, you probably would have gotten into it and just been like, this isn't terrible. No, yeah, that's definitely the case. It's just when it's, like, constantly changing yes. and stuff, it would suck, too. So. It's just hard to make any plans to do anything. So. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, you have to make sure you plan your week six weeks in advance, mm-hmm. or your stuff six weeks in advance. And I was like, man, I don't even know what I'm going to eat tonight. Right. I can't, like, make plans with my degenerate friends who, <laughs> in six weeks from now, like, what the fuck? In fairness, we never had plans. The only plans was just hang out, play rock band, and eat pizza. No, yeah, but, like, the heart of when that was the most for me was when we were in like our very early 20s so like it's just like none of us knew what the fuck was going on we're not gonna plan six weeks in advance for anything are you planning six weeks in advance now no exactly that's what i'm talking about i don't know what i'm doing next weekend i have no idea what i'm doing next weekend actually that's not true i do okay because my girlfriend is going to mexico so i'm gonna play monster hunter congrats Uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Sad that she will be gone, right, but right. happy that I can become a full degenerate for a weekend again. Oh, uh, you just you just order a bunch of pizza. Oh yeah, it's gonna and, be it's gonna be a shit show yeah, over here. Yeah, just and don't yeah. admit any of it. Oh, absolutely not. So ha- I'll be. I mean, it, depending on how much Nukio can play, I may have to admit it to him. Mm, but mm. you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, you both can do that. If, if you <laughs> both are degenerates. Then it's it's you know it, it went in Vegas you know stays in Vegas type of situation. You know? Yeah, exactly. When playing Monster Hunter. Yeah, when playing Monster Hunter, it stays between us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Get you. I will say uh, when Monster Hunter World came out, I played that like that first weekend. I played it for like thirty plus hours. Oh yeah, same. So uh, yeah. But anyway, some video game news happened this week. Yes, it sure did. Um, the Deus Ex uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy writer. He will now be the lead writer for the new Mass Effect game that was announced. Uh, mm-hmm. Which then I just kind of made a note that if they're just bringing in a head writer now, that game is several years away. Uh, yeah, which I mean, I figured that was the case. Uh, but like I at the earliest is my prediction is like 2027. We'll see that game. Um, and I guess, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because it would be their next game after Dragon Age. Oh, yeah, that game is happening. Yep. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what do you think they're going to do with the new Mass Effect? Uh, my hope is make it good again. I know I said this last time, but what I want is more of like a Skyrim in the sense that like, you're not like stuck to just being a human. Like you can just kind of like, you can pick one of like any of the races. That would be excellent. I do like that. That was my favorite part about the multiplayer in mass effect three was being able to be the other races. Right. It'll just like open up like different abilities, like combat abilities. Oh yeah. You would have all kinds of cool combat abilities. And it's not like they don't know how to do that at Bioware. Right. Like you can do that in 
uh, Dragon Age. Right. And, and like, also it will just be interesting to see like how like the NPCs will treat you differently depending on like the race you chose. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there are like some interesting things they could do with that. And then also like that would just kind of like you, you're exploring a whole do- new area, kind of like with Andromeda, but like they'll just create like this whole new area. You can pick whatever race and you just kind of go, you know, space exp- explore- exploring. Um, just like I, I, that's ideally that's what I would like to see from a new Mass Effect. You know? Just like a small, simple, just like space exploration. It, like it doesn't have to be like, the world is ending type of quest you know yeah yeah but i don't know we'll see um hopefully it's good hopefully it's good Mm -hmm. um uh, how do you feel about remakes manny it depends on what it is and in this case why is it happening uh should okay go ahead lollipop chainsaw Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm is for those who do not know is a game made by suda okay 51 and his studio grasshopper manufacturer i always get sweary and suda mixed up i know i've said that multiple times on the podcast yeah uh, they're both just like weird japanese they're both weird uh, suda is more action. into action yeah and so like lollipop chainsaw is you play as a cheerleader who has a chainsaw and fights like monsters and zombies and stuff and by all accounts it is like fine okay like it is it is like an okay action game and as someone who likes a lot of suda games like who really liked killer is dead uh i think killer seven would be interesting if i ever ended up playing it uh like i like no more heroes a lot like i he has good ideas that then do not always pan out in execution and whether or not that is the fault of grasshopper as a studio or that is a fault of usually the lower budget that these games that he makes get i do not know the answer to that um but lollipop chainsaw is one of those things where like as what i have seen people say is like in the beginning it's fun and novel and then by the end like it doesn't have enough depth or like progression to really like carry you all the way through other than the absurdity of the shit itself um and so it's one of those things where also I remember when it came out, it was one of those games that people got like really outraged by because like she is uh, a cheerleader, a, ch- a cheerleader. And it's like a lot of the stuff is like very sexual, mm. uh, which like also Suda, very horny. OK, uh, like in Killer is Dead, one of the mini games is you like after each mission, you like sit down with a girl and you basically just like stare at her boobs while this meter fills up. Uh, it's very weird and like uh, th- what the fuck is that called? The I want to say the Lost and the Damned, but that is uh, uh, that's a GTA Deadly Premonition. No, okay. Is that is that uh, sweary? That is sweary. Okay, see, I uh, what the fuck? It's the game where the dude has the boner gun. What the fuck? It's the the like skeleton talking skeleton. Oh, oh, gun. oh the one that EA published, right? Yes. What the fuck is that called? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Oh man, it has dead in it. I deadly assault. No, dead. Um, I'm never gonna be able to. Uh, let's see here. Pseudo gun. Uh, it's right around Shadows of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned. I was like, the, okay. Anyways, like that is a very. There's a lot of sexual shit going on. Mm. There's a, a skeleton gun. They did lots of boner jokes. Uh, lots of j- jokes like that. Anyway, I should also play that. 
I, I should play suited games. Anyways, <laughs> uh, they're they're just like they're very sexual like that and right. so like uh, lollipop chainsaw came out before shadows of the damned so even even then like he just is very horny no there's a lot didn't. of there's a there, it didn't uh shadows of the damn 11 lollipop chainsaw 12 oh wow damn okay never mind then but either, either way like even in original no more heroes right, right like right. travis wants to bone the, the person giving him the commissions for assassinations uh and you jerk off the fucking um the Wiimote to charge it and charge the, the beam sword, you know? Uh, so, like, he has a lot of weird stuff, but my thing is, like, why why Lollipop Chainsaw? It didn't, like, review well enough to really warrant that. I mean, maybe there is some large contingent of... Maybe it's sold Like, a occult fandom? Maybe it's sold a lot. Like, there, there's a lot of things I don't know, but, like, I would rather... Like, why not? Uh, well, the remake of Shadows of the Dan is probably because EA was involved. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't Killer really seven. know. Exactly. Capcom published that. Bring that shit back. I just know uh, that that is like one of his like more revered, like better ones. Isn't oh, it? for for sure. Uh, and then Killer is Dead. I I think Namco banned that. Oh, no. Exceed published that here. So, boy, that was never going to come to America if Exceed had not done that. It was Warner Brothers here. And for Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> so who's... See, so like maybe he bought the rights back. Like maybe they just got the rights back. I mean, maybe for like That's $5. They were like, we don't even want... Warner Brothers like, we will never use this IP again. We don't... We want people to forget we were associated with this game. So you can just have it. Yeah, so like, I, you know, I don't know. And they all have fucking wild ass names for all the characters and stuff. I just don't get it, right. you know? Oh, she was voiced by Tara Strong. Wow, okay. So her voice, I, you know, I don't find Tara's, I find Tara Strong's voice to be very annoying. So. Mm. She, the name sounds somewhat familiar. She does, uh, she was one of the characters in Teen Titans. Okay, that doesn't help me, unfortunately. Mm, dang, that's what would help most people, I think. Uh, yeah, she, she is Raven Okay. in Teen Titans, which that's the least annoying, you know. Um, I guess she mostly, I, she is Ben 10 from Ben 10. Okay, let's look at video games. Uh, oh, she was Harley Quinn in Injustice. She's Harley Quinn in many things. Okay. Oh yeah, in Arkham Knight. Oh yeah, that voice is annoying in her uh, Ar- Harley Quinn's voice. And, yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan of that, but, but uh, I assume she's playing it up somewhat. Oh, in this game, 100. percent So it's just one of those. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, she has some of these bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls. X23 in Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, three. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know why they're remaking that, I guess. Uh, but that's, that's fine. I guess. I don't know. Someone will buy that. It's just one of those announcements that you just go like, why? Yeah. It's a weird one. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, cause like that is speechless. Yeah. That's just like that. It just comes off as like this very time and place. And even then it probably felt like outdated and like this should have been like PS2 era. Yeah. Uh, coming out in today's climate. just seems Oh, hot. that's why it was James Gunn was the person who collaborated with him on it. Okay. 
the director James Gunn. Right. So I mean, James Gunn is big again. They're big now, still with Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe that's they're trying to play that up. I think you're just reaching. Hey, it's weird. Why is James Gunn involved in this? I, I don't know. Maybe we should just stop talking about lollipop. It's Juliet's 18th birthday. She's trying to meet her high school boyfriend, (laughs) Nick Carlisle. (laughs) All right, I'm back in. I need to play this. Unfortunately, a zombie outbreak has occurred. Oh, no. Which leads to Juliet fighting them off on her way to Nick. (laughs) Oh, no. Nick gets bit. Juliet decapitates him. Jesus Christ. Uh, this, there's oh, a lot going man, on you here. Spoiled the the most like probably that's, the most hard. That, hey, part. that's in the beginning. Wow. There's a character named Killabilly. Sure. And the, there's a ghost. This sounds like a Suda game. That's what I'm gonna reading this summary. This sounds like the most fucking <laughs> Suda game ever. The Dark Purveyors, True Zombies. Anyway, Skull and Bones got an update. Stop with this. I I just okay. I wanted nope. everyone on nope. the internet to be like we can never talk about this again. I tried people. I tried. Skull and bones. Skull and bones. <sighs> why? I, I, I that's not true. I know why. Mm-hmm. I know why. It legally has to come out this year. Oh legally. Really? Yes. Because what happened, it is it was being made by Ubisoft Singapore. I believe it is Singapore. Uh, and they were given a large amount of money from the Singapore government uh, as a grant to make this game. And I believe the stipulation for a lot of that money was that it had to be out by 2023. So I think they're just putting that shit out there. Otherwise they probably will never be able to get a grant and money from the Singapore government again. And also if they don't, there will probably be a lot of legal problems that they will run into. And while we're talking about Ubisoft or Ubisoft, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 apparently is going through some like playtesting. So. Yeah, external playtesting. So that still exists, huh? There's two just like product projects that we haven't heard anybody talk about in a long time. Didn't Did Ubisoft say they were having a... They connect later this summer. Yes, so they are having Ubisoft Forward, uh, which is in September. Okay. No, maybe it was in November. September 10th, okay. 2022, uh, which that is when that is. But Skull and Bones is, oh, the update it was yesterday. Yes. I didn't pay attention. Yes. It, Did they show gameplay? I didn't look. They did. It was a worldwide gameplay reveal. Okay. I don't really care. Oh, I care. I got. Let me look at this. Okay. Uh. Okay. There's a boat. Uh huh. There's a boat. Oh god. <laughs> I would. If there's not a boat in this game, they fucked up. Jeez. Steal jars of oil in the lumberyard for Stephen. Ooh. I don't know what any of that. Means. Okay. So looking at this right now, looks like a great game. It looks like an Ubisoft open world game where you are on a boat. Okay. But it also looks like you never get off the boat. So it's oh many. Is it going to be like the crew where you're just like you're a pirate ship and you have to like climb towers and then just like. I don't fucking know. I guess we would have to have watched this video, which mm. there was no way. The comments are turned off. We can, no one can comment on this video. Uh, 
oh boy, he's contracting someone. This shit is wild. Because uh, it was originally supposed to be like a PvP game. Yeah. And now it does not look like it is that, but it also is like you are not getting off this boat. It is just boat combat and then sailing to areas where you like do business dealings with people. Okay, I guess. Uh, there are people on the boat, but you cannot be them. Oh. You are just like transferring magically between point to point on the boat, it looks like. So I just went onto the Wikipedia page, uh-huh. and apparently it's set to release November 8th of this year. This is true. Okay. It is. It's supposed to come out November 8th. I will say, just watching this little bit of gameplay, that I do not want to play this. And I knew that already, but this is... I extra don't want to play this. I'll tell you that right now. What other games has Ubisoft Singapore made? Uh, It seems Um, like this might be their first game. I mean, like, they have... Uh, like that they're the lead in. Yes, I think that might may have been the case because it seems like they worked on a lot of the Assassin's Creed games, uh, but they were definitely not the lead for any of those. No, yeah, no. Um, so I, I, it's just one of those weird things where like this game is in a weird has been in a weird development hell, but also the fact that there are legal reasons mm-hmm. that it's tangled up in it. Uh, it just kind of sucks for that studio, I think, because especially if it is the first game that they were the lead on and it goes through all this trouble. Uh, what I don't get is like this is mean, but I, I don't know why it was ever being made in the first place. Like even when they first announced it, it didn't seem like a good idea. Uh, but remember when they were like showing it in E3, like around like 2015 and everyone was like, this is actually better than I thought it would be. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And they apparently were like, who cares? And then they're like, Oh, let's keep, let's keep doing this for another seven years. Then I guess. I, my prediction is this game's going to come out. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be bad. It's just going to be like, meh. Yeah. And then, like, people are going to forget about it in, like, two months. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of my prediction. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for, you know, all the people that have been working on this game for that long and just, you know. But, you know what? In some ways, just, like, get it out and then just move on with your lives. You know? Mm-hmm. So. I thought you were going to apologize to everyone who's been waiting to play the game. Oh, no, there's no one that's waiting to play this game. If you are, then, like, wow, you thats you have a sad life. Yeah, Pete, they, they, picked, the wrong, <laughs> uh, they picked the wrong horse in that race. Uh, now, if you pick the right horse, got a war. Ragnarok coming out November 9th, so the day after Skull and Bones. That's going to be a tough decision for people. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time. Yeah, I won't know which one to play or get. Just get both. Yeah, just get both. That's that's the solution. <laughs> that's, the, that's the real solution. Um, did they put out a trailer with this? I, yeah, I don't like think a, they did. Okay. It was a 30-second trailer. Oh. Uh, it didn't really say much, but at the end it said uh, 11-9-2022, and I got excited about that, which everybody's been saying, like, it's coming out November. So, like, now it's official uh that's in four months i don't think it's gonna get delayed uh so i i can fully expect to be playing god of war ragnarok in november so yeah i that's very cool mm-hmm. and now uh corley cory barlog was right what 
they weren't mech ready to to announce the release date <laughs> until a couple days ago. So I wonder. I wonder if they were just like to spite people. No, so I don't remember if it was Schreier at Bloomberg or whatever, but I guess they were questioning whether or not they would be able to hit this date. Mm. And it was more like a moving target. Okay. And so they didn't want to delay put out a date until they were sure okay. because they didn't want to do a delay. I would guess this means that they are confident in it, but you never know. So I mean, yeah, I things. I mean, it has not gone gold yet, so something could happen, but yeah. And I mean, like, look at cyberpunk in the final fantasy seven remake, right? Like our final fantasy 15, those games got delayed like, a month out yes. from their their release. So did the it can, it can always happen, but Sony is a. I don't think that will happen. With they did do it for Last of Us, but I think that was like during the pandemic, and there was like there was some like for like publishing, right? Like they couldn't like get yeah, yeah, printed yeah. and like sent out physically. There was like a there was like an actual like. Decent. Yeah, there was an actual legitimate reason for why. I, I think it was because just like not many people would be able to get it. Right. There was like if, if they put the, it on the physical point. release. Yeah. So. Uh, which I guess speaking of delays, uh, Forspoken was delayed until January of 2023. This makes sense, apparently. I uh, This game looks cool to me, okay? But it also looks like the most tech demo tech demo mm-hmm. of all time it, and i have seen people saying that have like got previews and stuff that it just like it is like lacking some kind of charm i, I don't want to be mean yeah but this looks like uh this generation's the order okay yeah where it's just like very pretty and seems like it might have some cool ideas but it's just gonna come out and be pretty generic yes i that is what a lot of the previews I have seen seem to suggest is that it just like feels very generic and like, there's not, there's no substance. uh, Yeah. There's like no substance to it really, which it does really see. It's a very pretty tech demo type thing. Like it looks very good, I think. Um, But yeah, hopefully that that gives them time to do more to it. I still, even then, it's not like a huge delay, right? So, like, I, I don't know. It could. It, this is not. The I'll first have to. I'll have to keep my eye on it. It's not the first time this has been delayed. No. So I, I'm not convinced January is the final. Uh, well, it's a seventy dollar product. So well, it's only on PS5 and Windows, right? Yep, and it's seventy dollars. Sure. So can't play it anyway. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that one I I kind of expected that to occur again, just with what people have been saying about that game in general. Uh, I hope it's good. I want I would like to play it, but well, I this is one where I probably will actually wait and see, just because I I don't have it in me to just be like, do I want to play this really very mediocre game for seventy dollars? Really. I mean, if you look at the releases for September, October, and November. You're going to have a ton of games you can keep playing into January anyways. Oh, exactly. So it's just one of those. Like, uh, what was this? Was this an supposed to release in August? Uh, I thought it was supposed to be spring initially. Oh, maybe. I thought now it was supposed to be August, but I guess I don't know. Um, either way, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out. And like, if they don't think it can compete even with their own products... Uh, then not 
it makes sense not to put it out now. Right. I mean, like put it out, you know, get it, you know, get some more polish and like hope and, and if it's not broken, then that's like a major plus, I guess. Yeah. You know, if it's broken and it's not very interesting, then that's like a double whammy. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll let you take this next one. Yeah, so I, like I said to you before the podcast, I did not see this until it just like randomly showed up as a recommended video on my YouTube. Uh, because I I watch all the Hitman 3 videos. I watch all of IO's videos whenever they do them. And the news sites I use did not have this on there. But yesterday, at some point, uh, IO announced that the first new Hitman 3 map and their new season of content uh, is going to come out on July 26th. And oddly, it is going to be free for everyone who owns Hitman 3. It comes out on July 26th. It's called Ambrose Island. Okay. The trailer is like a minute and a half long. And it is like, uh, it looks like a sort of uh, an islandy area where it's like mostly populated by like pirates slash mercenaries. Uh, and so it's like a kind of like jungly port town or something like that. And the lady that it focuses on, uh, she must be their leader. And she like talks about how she like built up the town and does all her nefarious deeds, but it's for the greater good. And I, you got to kill her. So that is a new Hitman map. It looks interesting. I will say I have never been a huge fan of the Hitman maps that are more like outdoorsy, mm. uh, where it's like kind of like a lot of like, uh, you know, wooded paths between areas and like crouching in the brush and shit like that, uh, which looks like this has a lot of that. Um, but you never know. I mean, I'll, I'll play it regardless. I love Hitman 3. I'll get back in. Uh and do some stuff. And I was planning on uh, buying that new season pass once the um, once the new map started coming out. And now it just seems weird that I don't have to do that. Mm. So I don't really know. I don't know. That's weird. I maybe they just they're gonna have the first one free to get people back in. But IO normally does their like weird like longer update videos where one of the devs is like talking to the camera for a long time. And I find it to be strange that they did not do that for this one. Hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, but I, you know, new Hitman content, and it's free. I will take it. Yeah, and that's a week after uh, Horizon, or, yeah, uh, Forza Horizon. Yeah. So, so, some fun updates coming up for, uh, you know, people if you own these games. And then the final news story... Uh, once again, mm-hmm. the animated corpse of E3 is being lifted from its shallow grave, and it's coming back in you know 2023. What, you know what I legitimately want to see happen here? This fail? No. Oh, okay. I want, just for nostalgia's sake, mm-hmm. somehow, some way, get Sony back, get Nintendo back, get Xbox, get everybody back. One final E3, and then just end it. Because I so I just so that will not happen. I, I know, but like I'm just saying, like because like E3 was just like a mainstay in video games for what twenty years. Yeah, but this is this is the reason. Twenty five years. Previously, it was going to be produced by IMA Bit, and right. then they pulled out. Right, the, the last physical one. This one is being produced by Reed Pop, which are the people who do packs. Mm. So. 
I would guess that this is more going to be a fan convention right. for video games as opposed to what E3 used to be for video game publishers. And I think that that portion of it will continue in the Summer Games Fest, which Keeley is also still doing in June of 2023. So I think that will be more like what we care about. But then for people who want to go to like conventions and stuff, that E three would be for those people now. But also, so it's just weirdly, be... oh. Jeff Keighley's event also has an in person thing next year. Hmm. I don't know. So it's just going to be summer packs called E three. That is what I would guess, especially because it's being produced by Reed Pop. But I guess we would not know more right. until well, until it gets canceled. Until it gets closer, <laughs> yeah. or until it gets closer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very weird. I don't. Uh, As they I said, like I, I would like just one last, and then like E three can just kind of like have like you know everyone can can like feel good about E three one last time. I know it's never going to happen, and it's just like it's just kind of like wishful thinking. But that's what I would like to see. I'm not saying like it keeps going on forever. I'm saying like one last like big E three. What I would like to see is for Jeff Keighley and the ESA to continue their bitter rivalry mm. and attack each other next year and claim that certain streams are uh, for their own thing. Okay, that yeah, that that's good. That's good for video games and just people. That's what I like. Yeah, that's what I like. Just argue, but also it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Microsoft is going to have a stream, right. and whether or not Jeff Keighley does it or E three does it, technically, who cares? Right. So, uh, and you know who else will have the stream? Everyone else when they feel like having one. So. Exactly. So it, all of it doesn't matter. Yep. But E three returns. That I mean, you know, they keep reanimating it and killing it off again. <laughs> Eventually, they're not going to be able to do that anymore. So get it in while you can. I don't fucking know. I, I legitimately, I would like to see this be the last E three, regardless. Like I, I would like something to happen, and then they just end it, and then it's just. And then just put a fucking bullet in it. I'll put the bullet in it. I don't care. <laughs> I will happily pull that trigger. It just, yeah, I don't know. When I saw this, I was just like, is this a prank? <laughs> I can't bring it. You can't bring it back again. Yeah, I just laughed and went, like, this isn't going to happen. So I have zero faith in this happening. PAX has been happening, so I'm sure it will happen. I just don't have any faith. Reed Pop would have been paid too much money to produce this for it to not happen. I hope they prove me wrong. Yeah, I just think that people are going to be like, oh, cool, E3 is back, but it's just going to be like PAX, and so then it's not what anyone is looking for. Right. So. But as I said, I mean, I guess I it is too early to properly judge that. We'll have to wait and see, but either we're going to wait and it's going to get canceled or we're going to wait and I'm going to be proved right. So, you know. I mean, I assume, what, that's like 11 months away? Yeah. So, I mean, they have time to figure some shit out. So. They do. Yeah. Um, but with that, uh, that is all of the news mm-hmm. that really matters. I mean, there's going to be a physical version of Psychonauts 2 that normal people can get. I pre-ordered the special edition. And I got a... What does the special edition come with? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Does it have any, like, bonus, like content in the game or is no not in the game it's, it's like physical, physical. uh yeah okay cool 
and then the, which I was upset because I wanted the art book to come with it, but then it was separate. But I want the I want the art book more than I want the physical copy of the game. Mm. Also, because I just love the art for Psychonauts and most Double Fine produced games. So. Uh, I wanted to see if I could find it real quick, but I'm not gonna be able to find it. it oh, two Psychonauts posters. Uh, the merit badges for uh for the game and some art prints so i am i am in i am excited for that the posters look really cool so that's what matters um and with that we can move in to uh what we have been playing yeah Matt, you've been playing several video games. Yes. What do you got? Uh, well, I finished up Sniper Elite 5. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed my entire time with it. But as I said, like, after you play the first couple maps, like, it pretty much just continues to be that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you if you download it and play a couple maps and you're not really caring for it, just move on. Like, I, that, yeah. that would be my suggestion with that. It never really changes. But for what it was, I had a fun time with it. Um, I was able to just kind of hit level 40 uh, and just kind of like, I'm not going to keep replaying it like you would uh, like a Hitman map. But like, you know, I played through the entire campaign. I, you know, I was able to hit level 40 and, you know, I'm, I'm content and happy with uh, my time with uh, Sniper Elite 5. So I feel like I've talked about it a lot these last few weeks. So now I'm finally done with uh, Sniper Elite 5. Um, while I guess I'm continuing talking about games I finished, I also finished Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That was yesterday. Um, I was really kind of thinking about this game today, and I think this game's going to end up being in a similar category that I put like the Ratchet and Clank games, where it's just something I really enjoyed, but in like a couple months, I'm not going to remember a lot about this game. Mm. I'm just going to remember I enjoyed my time with it. Yes. I enjoyed running around and pointing my gun and shooting things. And then like they drop loot and then I pick up the loot and I sell that loot. I, I enjoyed this loot, but like similar to sniper elite, the game never really changes that much. Like you have new areas, but the whole co- core conceit is run around, shoot things and get loot. It, yeah. it never really changes from that. So like uh, if, if you enjoyed borderlands too, I would definitely recommend checking this out. Um, if you didn't like Borderlands 2, then definitely do not play this game. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much my advice with with that. Um, Gran Turismo, I am still making my way through Gran Turismo. Uh, I definitely did have that turn, if you remember last week, where like I hit my like rock bottom and then I started enjoying myself. I'm mm-hmm. still continuing to enjoy myself. I think the campaign is just about wrapping up. I probably have maybe like two, three more hours of the campaign. Which it will probably take me 15 hours or so to play through like the, the single player campaign. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. What does that mean? Well, like you're like going through the campaign and like unlocking tracks is the big thing. Oh, so it's just like the campaign is like you just going through tracks. It, you're unlocking cars hard. and like unlocking tracks. Yes. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if I, I'm going to have a lot of interest in like just like doing the same tracks over and over again you know it's not like a 
Forza Horizon where it's just like this big open world and I can just kind of drive around and just do whatever. So like you are pretty much confined to a track. Uh, so and like you're regularly like re-racing on the same tracks as well throughout the campaign. Uh, so like I, I I probably will have my fill by the end of the game, like by the end of the mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, I started playing Vampire Survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little mad at myself because I'm actually Why? really enjoying it. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Because now this makes me question like all other roguelikes. Like, maybe I gotta try this one. No, gotta... but no, no, no. See, because Vampire Survivors is a lot different. It, it right? is, and, I, and that's how I'm trying to justify <laughs> this because it's got such a low skill ceiling. It has a low skill ceiling and it has a low time investment. Yes. Because, uh, like, this is a game, like, you play a couple rounds and, like, you're like, I don't. You play something like Spelunky. You do that a couple times and you go like, fuck, I'm going to have to spend a hundred hours in this game. And even then I still not might, I may never like develop the skills. I I may never get good enough to beat this game. Yeah. Yeah. Where vampire survivors, after you played a couple times, you're like, I understand what this game is. (laughs) I can probably beat this game. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause like, all you do is just control a character like in the eight de- directions. Like you just pick a direction and you mm-hmm. just go in that direction. And yeah. like everything else is automated, uh, which I and then like you're just like you're leveling up so quickly. And by the end of a run, you're just like literally broken. You, oh, especially like if you got the right evolutions of weapons and stuff, it's comical how f- much you are shooting out of your body. Uh, the part that I will complain about is like I've played this game. Like how many hours do you think you played this game? man? Uh, I have played it for 24. OK, I've played it for over 12. OK, uh, I have found that if I don't get the garlic within the first three minutes of the like of a around a match like it's gonna be a bad bad round for me um it depends i i have seen people say that and then i have seen people who have like played the more insane like difficulties and levels say that they don't use garlic ever anymore because it never gets a high enough damage output but like i for me it's all about like that beginning because like you want to yes you want to get leveled up as quickly as you can mm-hmm. and like if you're just like if you're just getting bad like at the start you're just getting these bad like drops you're just like fuck this run is pointless which then there are ways to like sort of mitigate that that you get later where you can get re-rolls of the items so you can like re-roll a couple times to but like get items that you might want what i've been doing is i just kind of let myself like die or whatever after yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. and start fresh like it's it's yeah. it's never like that big of a time commitment but it is just one of those things where like i've had like so much success with the garlic at the beginning like mm-hmm. if i'm not getting that early on like because like i'm getting i've gotten to a point where i got through i just opened up the fourth level okay where it's like it, it's like a vertical mm-hmm. uh so like that one i tried once and i died very quickly that one seems like it's going to be a more difficult level which i would not surprise that there's it, a lot of really weird enemies on that stage yes uh, but at this moment, I've just been kind of like just grinding out the coins because like there's that currency that like goes o- like transfers over that's permanent for mm-hmm. all runs. So I've just been like just dumping like as much as I can into like all the different like permanent abilities. I I'm going to guess like I'm probably a couple of really good runs 
away from basically having like all of the abilities unlocked. And then I'm going to go back and unlock all the characters. Well, so that is where you unlock a lot more of the weapon types right. is if you look in the achievements, yes. some of them will be like, Oh, to get this weapon, you like survive as this character for yes. 15 minutes or survive as this character for 15 minutes. And that's the other part I like about it. Like what I like about roguelikes is the feeling of progression, which yes. you get by, you can spend the currency on, the upgrades but also the progression of like oh i'm unlocking more things to use and more characters to use uh and what i think is really funny is the most recent update uh i don't think it came out for game pass yet for some reason because the the patch cycle is like slightly different um but anyways the the 0.8 patch came out like two days ago or something and it adds the final boss in the fifth stage oh cool um so they just added that and i it added a couple new relics where like now you can get a bestiary where you can see the enemies you've killed and how many or something and some other type of relic uh did you get to the point where you unlock the arcanas as well no what is okay the see there there are there are whole other game mechanics that you have not seen yet no as i said like <laughs> my i've just been focusing on like just like the character progression or like what like the yeah, yeah yeah because i figured like once i have all that done then when i unlock a new character like it's going to just be really easy for that new character yeah that is true so like arcanas are basically like you get like tarot cards and then they give you specific bonuses oh. slash maybe some debuffs uh, so okay it is so that is not like the upgraded whip at the end where you have to have like you have to combine like two like maxed out weapons to then create like this like super correct yeah it is like at the start of a run you are shown the cards that you have which right now i only have two and i did not try very hard to unlock the rest there's like a dozen or more now um and so like the one i have has is something like every time i pick up health it hurts all the enemies around me equal to the amount of health i healed Mm. Uh, and so, but there are other ones like, oh, you get like 10 times the amount of gold or like all this other like wild shit. And I haven't like looked at the unlocks to try to get those. Cause I was trying to get to the fifth stage once they added it. That was the thing I was trying to do last time I was playing a bunch. Um, and I did get there and now I, that we have talked about this, I may try to play tonight. Um, I do. Oh, it's, this is really funny. I thought to myself, Scott would really like this game and looking at steam, he bought it July 2nd okay. and has played a shitload. <laughs> I I have, yes, I've played a shitload and just started it this week. I There's one thing that I'm kind of curious about. I want to load the game because I can't remember what it's called. But, like, there is one character progression where it seems like it's making the game harder. Yes, so that is the one I did not get, and I don't necessarily know what that does. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, if you know, like, does it just like give you better drops, or like, like why would I? That I don't know. I fully maxed out everything else except that. Yes, that's kind of been my plan. Is just like don't touch that because why would I want to give the enemies more health and just like basically make it so like they're harder to kill. Yeah, and so the the guy who made the game said that. There is a roadmap out there showing what is left of the game, and there are at least two more weapons okay. that will be added, and uh, several several other things because there are like those bonus stages as well and things like that. Um, Do you think there's a chance this will drop? Like this will officially release this year? Oh yeah, I, I think so. Okay, 
Because I would like, um, I, I would like to put this in my top ten at the oh, end. Oh, definitely. I've, I've even. This is one of those times where it's like, even though it's an early access, I still would. But like, like it came I, out in December of last year. It did, I know, but still, I played it, it all this year. If you'll, if you'll, I'll let it slide. If you let it slide. Yeah, we'll have to see at the end of the year. But I, I have, I have a lot of faith. Like he, it has gone in the last two months. I think it went from point five to point eight i mean if they add the final boss like they're getting towards the end now yeah like it's just uh some balancing stuff and i think there's a couple more arcanas he wants to add but yeah even like even my brother really liked this game like when he got it he had all the achievements at one point now he does not because he hasn't played it in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. um but yeah it it's it's a weird thing and the fact so like you're playing it on game pass but it's three dollars uh, yeah, it, even like if, new, it is three dollars, <laughs> and it's like, and it, it like I, you talked about this game like a couple months ago. I dismissed it. I was like, oh, whatever. It looks like it, it graphically, it looks. Oh, graphically, oh, it looks like Garbo. It looks awful, and then you start playing it, and you're like, there's something to this. You're like, oh, I get this. I get yeah, this. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm addicted, and that's all I'm thinking about, and just like it's just. It, it's a problem. I don't know why I'm so into this, but I'm really into this. So, and like uh, Nukio's cousin plays it a lot. He has a bunch of achievements that I can only hope to dream of. Uh, and he keeps. I he might have all of the achievements actually right now that exist. But uh, yeah, I think it's very fun, and it's one of those things where like I don't really have to focus too much right. when I play. So it, it helps for that when I just want to do something else, but also still kind of like play a game and feel progression. No, I'm glad you like it because I, I do really like it as well. I, the one thing I did go, I went, I finally, when I finally unlocked the map, I discovered that like you can set it. So like when you're just like in the world, you, you can like, it'll tell you like where the items are. Do you have that like clicked on? Uh, I look at it sometimes. No, I mean like you can literally just like, like it, it shows you exactly like as you're walking to that, like you can just kind of directly walk right to it. Oh no, I do not have that on. Uh, that is very, I found that to be very helpful. That is very helpful. Um, it would have been very helpful because I was going back and trying to get all the relics that are just the question marks on the maps. And so like having to pull the map up every so often, I was like, this is kind of annoying. There's the question mark and you can just like it it basically there's an arrow and it just like leads you. right. Okay. yeah, that would be I should turn that on. You should go into a menu and turn that on. I can't remember what it's called, but it's there's not a lot of menu options. So no, there are not. And I also there are only two of those items that I need to find. So, okay. yeah, I I I, because they're just they're literally just vampires. What you're talking about, right? The question marks and then like are in yeah yeah I, i've i've gotten the three i obviously i just unlocked the fourth level and i haven't gotten mm-hmm. to that point yet so yeah uh but yeah i am really enjoying my time i'm enjoying it way more than i thought i would uh, i know i can't i just think it's really funny it's on game pass yes like why <laughs> I I love games like this that just come out of nowhere. It's just like this stupid little thing that the developer was like, I didn't know this was going to blow up the way it did. Uh, so. Well, and that's why, like, I only found out about it because I looked at my Steam friends list last December and was like, why are five people playing this game? And then I looked it up because I thought they were playing multiplayer together. And I was like, no, this is a single player and this game costs three dollars. Right. 
So like, what the fuck is this? And then I like looked up a video and I was like, ah, it's $3. What do I have to lose? And then I got hooked. So. Yeah. It's, it's weirdly addicting and you're like, Oh God. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so into this, but I am really into this. So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's, that's all I've been playing this week. I would say vampire survivors is the, the big one that I've been playing this week. So. Yeah. Which makes sense. Uh, so why don't you tell me about the the two games you've been playing, Manny? So I am playing the same games that I played last week, uh, Neon White foremost, and I beat it yesterday. Oh, nice. And then I got 100% in 10 minutes today. Uh, so I did beat it. I think I, I got the Ace Medal, which is like the best medal the game tells you about on every stage in the game. And it took me... 24 hours uh to do that which most people could you could just go through and get any type of metal and uh you could shatter the game because to get to the final to get to the final area you have to be rank 53 i was rank two so i was crushing it um and uh the story ends up being like kind of dumb which i expected because it's like a kind of more campy goofy take on like 90s anime stuff uh and that that was fine um i think uh steve blum as the main character made a lot of sense if you're going for a 90s anime aesthetic type thing Um, but other than that the gameplay just like it holds up throughout and in each chapter they generally introduce a new type of gun uh and they all are very cool once you get the rockets the rocket jumping is very fun uh the final thing you get i will not say what it is because it is kind of a spoiler and it's really cool when you find out it makes you feel like you are the world's best speedrunner. it feels so good to control and use uh but like i said i won't say what that is just because it's like the one of the last things you get and you only do like a handful of missions with it so okay, cool um, I like that. But yeah, I 100 percented it. I got the ace medals on all the stages. I found all the presents. I maxed out all the social links. I saw all the stuff. Um, and there are two endings. They're basically the same. Uh, one is very clearly the good ending and one is clearly the less good ending. I picked a good ending the first time and then they do a thing where you just have to beat the last two stages again to get the other ending. Okay. So that is what I did this morning uh, to get the. Now, obviously, I don't want you to spoil the last mm-hmm. part that you said that was really cool. Is it one of those cases where like you wish you gotten that earlier or is it very satisfying? Um, it? So it is very satisfying. If you got it earlier, it kind of like negates the need for a lot of the guns. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird and kind of hard to talk around, but I, I think it's fine just having it at the end because it's like you are, it makes you feel super strong at the end Okay. Uh, for the, for that last handful of missions, basically. I always think about, um, unravel Two. unravel Two, Yeah. Where you're just like, why wasn't the whole game? Like, this? yeah. Like why couldn't more of the game? Cause like that was awesome at the end. Yeah. No, in this, it's more of like a balancing thing where like each stage is like meticulously crafted around having the specific cards. Okay in the stage so yeah i don't want you to spoil it i was just kind of wondering if like no yeah i i think it is it it works the way it is it wasn't like disappointing or anything do you think not to spoil anything like that has potential to be in your top three moments of the year type of thing uh perhaps perhaps okay cool I, i was a big fan uh and yeah it it just the the whole way through it made me feel very like 
I was hooked on it. I just wanted to make sure that I got the ace medal on every stage and I would just keep going to the stages over and over again until I got that and wouldn't move on until I did. It kind of pissed me off because the last two stages, it forced you forwards to get to the end of the game. And then I had to go back in and I was like, no, I wanted to have hundred percent right when I beat it. But I fucking on the final boss, I got a gold and I was off by like two seconds and I was like, Oh my God, what the fuck? Uh, but then I did it again and crushed it. So, uh, that's neat. And once you, uh, fully max out each character's, um, like social link status, basically, they all have given you side quests that have various, like, uh, constraints to them. Like one of the characters is you can only shoot the guns. You cannot discard them to use their abilities. Uh, one of them is like, you just jump uh and another one is like you can only use the discard abilities or it's teaching you how to use the discard abilities for a a specific card um they add things to the main menu where you have to you can go through all of their side quests in a row and you like try not to die otherwise you have to start over so like for hardcore weirdos and there's a level rush mode that gets unlocked too where i think you just go through the whole game uh and you could probably do the whole game in one run if you were very good (laughs) Um, but that wasn't required to get the hundred percent. There are achievements for that. Uh, but I was just like, I, I think I'm good right. on that. I'm not like trying to, I'm not competing with anyone for high scores. I'm the only person on my steam friends list who played this. So like, uh, yeah, hmm. not anyone for me to really compete with, but I did find out watching, uh, Jeff Grubb play on uh, giant bomb that there is a better metal than the ACE metal. Oh, there you can beat developer times and then you get a red medal and i did not do that on any stage and i'm like man i suck (laughs) uh so you must have to get like fucking crazy good times or like know how to skip like half of the level and shit um because some of the ways i had to get ace medals was like how would i how would i have like figured this out without just like smashing my head against this level for a bit um so yeah i'm sure the dev times are probably crazy i cannot fucking wait to see speed runs of this game because some of the strategies people are using to get through these stages are wild. And like, especially because it's on PC and you can use a keyboard and mouse. Like you can whip that shit around so fast and do all kinds of nutso stuff that I, I kind of want to watch speed runs of it now. So. Uh, yeah, but very good game. Not many people worked on it. The credits I laughed because Ben Esposito did most of it, but then like only like three or four other people really helped him with several aspects of it. I was like, damn, that's crazy. He must've just been like balancing the shit out of it too. Cause it just feels so well put together. Like every level feels so meticulously crafted that it just blows my mind. And there's like almost a hundred stages total. So very cool. A neon white. I liked a lot. Definitely one of my favorite games I have played this year. Uh, apparently the switch version does have some frame rate issues. So uh, PC version, definitely the way to go. If you want to get in on neon white and I can almost guarantee that it will come to PlayStation and Xbox in the future. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't, it's pretty expensive to just like port that stuff over. Sometimes like these smaller people just can't afford to, you know, put it out on all four at once. Well, but like he's being published by Annapurna. So. Oh. Well, then I don't know. Uh maybe yeah. maybe he just didn't have the time and wanted to focus on two and then he'll focus on the other two later. Yeah. That's possible. Hmm. Um but we'll see. I I would bet that it will because I think it sold very well on Steam. So. Good. 
Uh, and then the other game I've been playing is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Nukio and I played some more of that. We still have not really started fighting a lot of the newer monsters. We fought uh, one of the monsters that was added in Rise, and then they added a variant of it in this. The Bishaten, he's like a weird monkey that throws fruit at you, but now he's got fire! And uh, that was that was interesting. Um, but we're getting up there. We've played for several hours, and it's adding new uh, new mechanics and things to like get and um, farm items a little bit easier and things like that. Uh, the only reason I really put it on here, because it's just like, there's not much to say. It's just like, it's Monster Hunter. And I talked about most of the stuff that I thought was new last week. Um, they added these things called follower quests, which make it so that you can play with npc hunters oh um and apparently you can only do that in the master rank with sunbreak which seems kind of weird but um they're single player only quests so we unlocked them last night and i did one earlier today and the way it works is there's a separate menu for these quests you go in there you do the quest and then uh you there is another npc hunter there and they actually are pretty good i expected them to just like suck ass but the the one i did she used a bow gun and she she was doing pretty well and like they bring their dog or cat depending on what the character is and uh yeah that that was fun and then there are other once you beat that you can bring them with you on quests i believe and uh, you can level up your like friendship with them by doing other uh, follower quests. I don't know what that does. Probably nothing really other than fill up a bar and get me an achievement in the game, mm. but uh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, but I just wanted to do that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that's neat. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that was a neat addition. I wonder if that's something that they will. Uh, <coughs> I hope it makes it so like the future maybe you level them up and they get better because like for people that just don't have good internet or online or just like just they just don't have friends to play with like having like some ai companions in that sense could be very helpful so yeah so i i thought that was a very neat addition it was weird that like i had never seen any of that in like the pre-release coverage of the game Mm -hmm. there's actually a lot of stuff in sunbreak where i was like you guys did a really weird job advertising this game because there's like a lot of stuff that people who like monster hunter would have wanted to know they added uh, so it just seems like kind of bizarre because they mainly focused on like what new monsters are there. And I get that. That is the draw for most people who are buying a Monster Hunter expansion. But it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, it's kind of kind of strange. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I'm going to play more again tonight. I'm back on the Monster Hunter train. I like playing it. So, yeah. So there is one other game that I forgot to talk about. Oh, yes. I am not necessarily playing it. I'm just watching my girlfriend play it. Okay. That's a Resident Evil 7. Okay. She's never played a Resident Evil game. Oh. Uh, I just thought, like, she likes adventure games. I was like, you know, Resident Evil is kind of like an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, this poor woman, Manny, she's, like, trying to come out, come up with, like, theories and just, like, like real, real, like, real world, like, realistic, like, theories. And I'm just like, oh, you have no idea what the bullshit that's coming. Oh, no. Resident Evil is, like, some of the most bullshit of all time. It's, it's got the most convoluted bullshit. No, yeah. we can't say that. It's pretty close. Metal Gear is more. No, I don't think that's true anymore. After having been on the Resident Evil wiki, I don't think that's true. Mm. 
Can we still yeah. agree that Kingdom Hearts is more? Oh, Kingdom Hearts has all the bullshit. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the can we just say that's like, also that's also just like convoluted. Can we just say Kingdom Hearts is number one, and then the next tier down, it's Resident Evil and Metal Gear on the same tier? We can, yeah. I think that's um, fair. But God, Resident Evil. Oh, I get, she has no idea that Ethan has been dead the whole time. Oh, and then if when you play eight, yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> ooh, ooh. There's a lot going on. I don't know if she will be able to do eight because like seven is much more just like horror and it's much more slow and plotting where eight is much yeah. more action packed. I will say watching her play um, seven, I think I like eight more as a video game. Okay. I just enjoy the act of like killing things and getting the money and then like upgrading the weapons, which seven just doesn't really have any of that. Uh, eight. Yeah. Or I keep calling it eight, but it's village is more like Resident Evil four with like it is eight. It is eight though. It is eight. I mean it literally is V I I. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like yeah. Uh so but no, like I appreciate seven. It's definitely like the scariest of them all. Mm-hmm. But also like and it probably has the least amount of just like Resident Evil bullshit. That's that's fair from what I've heard. Uh, just because like it is just like the reason why I started with this is I just thought it was a good jumping on point because like it's the start of like Ethan's story. Mm-hmm. And it's really just like it's just Ethan and then the family. And that's basically the entire story. You don't have all like the virus bullshit and just like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. not until the end. Yeah, not it gets it get it goes off the rails at the end. But like at least at the start, it's you're just running around solving like puzzles and stuff. So when Chris shows up, she'll be like, who the fuck is this? I'll just be like, Oh, you need to play village. Chris Chris Redfield. Uh huh. We should go back and play resident evil five. That's what you'll say to her next. Oh, I think, I think (laughs) I would. Two's a really good one. Oh, two is a really good one. I was being sarcastic about five. Yes. Just because Chris was there, but yeah, you know. you know, five, I might not hate as much having someone else to play with. Having her be Sheva may actually be beneficial. I've, I've seen her as, shoot. As someone who also played uh, Resident Evil five co-op, I had a much better time. Than you have me. not seen my girlfriend shoot weapons though. Okay. I ran around. I got her like a, uh, the grenade launcher, and I was like, "All right, you have two shots," and then she instantly missed one of them. So I was like, "Ooh, that's yeah, that's good." Okay. But you know what? Still, might be better than Sheva. That's like, almost certainly true. <laughs> oh, Sheva's AI in that game was so awful. fucking it bad; was it was insane. I would have preferred another like four where I could just be like, "Hey, Sheva, do you want to just hide in this dumpster?" Yeah, hey, hide in this dumpster, please, for the love of God. Yes. All right. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I like Resident Evil. She seems to be enjoying herself, so I'm excited about that. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. But why don't you pull out a Frosty and we'll, uh, you know, wrap this podcast wrap this podcast up. God, we're getting close to 200. We uh, are. We're getting so close. Do you, do you want to hear about my idea for the 200th or do you want to wait? Uh, I guess we can wait. Okay. Yeah. I will have to tell you eventually. You will have to tell me eventually, yes. Because you're going to need to do some preparation. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Um, I pulled a game that I love. Okay. Uh, Sleeping Dogs. Oh. So I... Have you ever played Sleeping Dogs, Matt? I bought this, like, 
over a year ago. I've had it downloaded. I look at it all the time, but it's one of those like it's an open world game and I'm always in the middle of playing an open world game. So like it's something that I want to play. So I'm very curious if you play this, if you will feel the same as I did when I played it back when it came out, it is just, it's GTA. Okay. But everything about it is more fun. Well, from what I understand, like the combat is legitimately fun. Oh, the combat is legitimately fun. And like the weird shit of like jumping from car to car and like stealing cars from other people. The guns are like weirdly sized in compared to comparison to their bodies. And they like look like comically large most of the time. But the shooting to me was better than GTA. And just like I thought the plot was more interesting than a lot of the stuff that happened in GTA. I thought the world was okay. And it was just one of those things where, like, I feel like, especially when it came out, people were just, like, not that into it. I, I, that's that's not true. Um, because the PC version was known for, like, needing really high specs and, like, looking fucking crazy. Like, I remember Nukio playing the PC version, and it looked sick on the computer he had at the time. Because, like, you know, it's... I, I believe it's Hong Kong. Uh, it, it's... <laughs> I know it's definitely like China or like a Chinese city or like somewhere in that region, I, I believe. Oh, where it's an open world. Oh, God. What's I, th- I thought I thought it was Hong Kong. Anyways, you are a, a Chinese uh, person. You're a, well, a Chinese American um and you you are like basically trying to get in with these triad gangs um and it just like it starts so well and it it oh it ends so well too god now i want to play fucking sleeping dogs <laughs> i could get the i cuz i have it on ps3 like right. the original version of sleeping dogs i could probably get the definitive edition and still have a ton of fun and i never played any of the dlc now i will say this a lot of my love of Sleeping Dogs probably comes from the giant bomb videos that Vinny Caravella did okay. playing Sleeping Dogs in the DLC. Because I don't know if people know how Vinny Caravella plays open world games, but like a child in a candy shop is how I would describe it, where he's just having fun and watching him do that shit was so funny. Um, there was the one that I will never forget was I believe the Halloween DLC where they were supposed to like pick up a purse and it was like glitching out and it became a ghost. Anyways, they're all very good, but it just is fun. Mm. Like sleeping dogs to me is what I imagine people who told me saints row three was good. Felt like, okay. Um, because it just, it was one of those things where like GTA went more for the realism and this just was like, this shit is stupid. The feeling is like very arcadey. The combat is like ridiculous karate shit or like comically large and powerful guns. Um, there were all sorts of like weird environmental kills, like slamming people's faces into sinks, like into fans, all kinds of weird, like Yakuza esque shit. Uh, the swimming was never terrible. Uh, I don't remember the swimming like too much, but I remember not hating it, which in most games, the open world games where you can swim, I usually fucking hate it. Okay. Um, 
there's a couple things I want to talk about with this game. Okay. Yes. I, I think one of the most interesting aspects is like all the stuff that happened to this game before it was released. Oh, a ridiculous amount of stuff happened to this game before release. Yeah, this game is fascinating. Uh, because like it was originally getting published by, I believe, Activision. Uh, was it Activision? It was definitely not Square Enix. Because I believe it was start. It started out as like a true crime game. It was true crime. Was it Activision that's a true crime? I believe it's Activision. And then Activision was like, this isn't going to sell, even though the game, the game was basically done. And Activ- it was, it was Activision that did true crime. Yes. It, so like this game, like it was basically done, but Activision was like, it's not going to sell very well. So they basically were just like, we don't want any part of this. So then like the developer was able to go out and find a different publisher and Square Enix was like, I guess we'll put this out. And then it like came out. I don't know if it sold particularly well. But like it's like it, like a lot of people who played it seem to really enjoy it. Um, so I, I just think it's like like all of that is very fascinating. Uh, and then also I'm on the Wikipedia page. Did you know there was a film adaptation of Sleeping Dogs? You know, I did not. I also did not know that the definitive edition improves the gameplay and the sound based on community feedback. That's tight. So I don't I don't know. Um, and also oh, the other the the other weird thing about this uh, was that there was going to be a sequel, and then that did not pan out, uh, and they ended up uh, making it like a spinoff or something, and they were going to call it like Triad Wars, but it was like a multiplayer only game, and then that got canceled. Okay, so the movie is. In 2017, it was announced, and then it's been just kind of like worked on. So, like maybe the movie won't ever happen. So, oh, okay. I'm a little sad. I I read that first and thought like, oh, there's a movie out there, but no. But um, but yeah, this is a game I've been wanting to check out for a long time. Uh, I will definitely play it at some point. I I bought it. I will definitely play it. And like it sold very well, like it did way better than it probably should have. And that's why I think it's so funny is like in my mind and the amount of fun I had playing this game was like wild. Hmm. And then you look at the review scores and they're all like, it's fine. I don't know. Seven out of ten stuff from a lot of people. I'm looking at the I'm on the Wikipedia and it's a lot of it. The Metacritic's like 81, though. It is, but like it was, it was because a couple outlets gave it really high scores, and then a lot of them gave it like seven. Oh eight. yeah, yeah. Um, but like I was up there with the people who thought it was really great. Like I loved the story of the game. Uh, I actually, I think this plot synopsis on Wikipedia spoils like the main twist of the game like immediately. Uh, so maybe don't look that up. But it, yeah, I I love this game, and it was something about like. Uh, and I don't know, this makes me sound like a f- fucking idiot, but there is something about like when open world games capture foreign places really well or like feel different that I really like. Like every fucking open world game for a long time that was like crime based is basically like, OK, this is either like New York City or L.A. Right. And this just being in a different place like in Hong Kong, it was really cool. And I don't know if they like did good by that. Like, I don't know if they were like accurate to how Hong Kong is or whatever. I never really like 
looked into if it was like a poor portrayal of hong right. kong or whatever but i i also i i don't know why i really like gang related um Ooh. crime stories can i recommend a series called mafia not like that i mean I know, like i know i mean like the the triad or the yakuza for example mm-hmm. people may have heard that i like that um but this this is not like comical in the way yakuza is although sometimes it is because of the way the movement in this game works uh it just yeah it, it, te- it tells a decent story and I, I i like that as well whereas normally like an open world shooting type crime game like this uh they the plots don't end up doing it for me in the end but this one i i did really enjoy like watchdogs just like watchdogs just like it no i'm saying like you did like uh, you the the story falls apart like watchdogs oh yes yes usually that's what i'm saying yeah yeah awesome um i still yeah it's like seems crazy to me that it like sold well and then continued to sell well enough for them to put it out again in an improved form with the dlc and then they were planning a sequel that got canceled That, that just seems fucking crazy oh yeah that's too bad but um it, it could have been worse this game could have just never been released because it wasn't going to sell well enough for activision so. and it really it really did seem like that was happening right so but yeah i never i never played any of the dlc well you know i own it <laughs> i'll play it eventually i i own the original version and i would uh I would definitely play again. But yeah, I, I won't, I'll have to ask Nukio. I wonder if he feels the same about this game. Because like, I don't, I don't remember his feelings on it. I just remember he played the PC version, which required a lot because of the... I don't remember exactly what it was. It, it definitely had like some advanced lighting shit in it that was like made it look really good and was hard for lower end machines to run. Mm-hmm. Whereas then, like, on PS3 and 360, like, it didn't look anywhere near as good, so. I bet it's just dumb fun. Like, that's my... Oh, yeah, and that's why I liked it. Is it just, like, this has a story that I am actually invested in. It has a main character that I think is an okay guy, and it just is fun. Right. Like, busting into people's cars is just... Every video game should have it just like jumping in through the window and taking other people's cars while you are also driving. You just described saints row. Uh, I also described the wheel man. Mm. I never played that. Vin Diesel's finest product. The wheel man. It's not arc. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I've never played arc. How much do you think the wheel man is? What system was that on? The PS three. Okay. $41. No, stop that. Oh, we could get it on PC for three bucks. Uh, man, the wheel, man. That's a 4.8 on IGN. Yeah, it wasn't good. But Vin Diesel. How, how come this isn't uh, backwards compatible? Wow, the 360 version uh, up to 85 bucks. I'm on the 360 and I can buy it used for $6.60. That's nice. This is probably new in box. Uh, yeah, probably. 
also this listing is wrong and says it's an ubisoft game actually it says ub space soft wheelman but it was published by midway uh hmm. oh no it also huh did ubisoft ubisoft and midway collabo was this like the tail end of midway maybe it may have been Vin Diesel as Milo Burick. It came out in 2009, so... Now, I don't know if you've ever seen footage of this game, but talking okay. about jumping into other cars while you're on a car. Okay, North America is Ubisoft, uh, and then PAL was Midway. Okay. So I bet, like, I bet this was a case and, like Midway was really struggling and just couldn't like publish it. They just couldn't, you know, like, uh, they just couldn't get it out. So they probably went to Ubisoft to get it out. So, Huh. Interesting. I bet this game's really bad. Oh, that 100%. But yeah, my closing thoughts are that Sleeping Dogs is great. And the, the combat was just pretty good. The progression system felt good. Everything about it felt good the the world like felt actually like alive and populated whereas like a lot of those games especially at that time were just like there's like several citizens walking on the streets sometimes um that was a big thing for the pc version was you could crank up the crowd density to be like super high uh so yeah it just i I don't know it was an open world game that was very of its time but also i think did a lot of cool stuff can I just read going back to the Wheelman? Uh, sure. So I, I clicked on the Wikipedia page for, I assume it's pronounced Tygon, Tygen Studios? Uh, yeah, wasn't that like the studio that Vin Diesel made? Tygen Studios is a video game developer owned by One Race Films, focused primarily on games featuring actor Vin Diesel. Uh, yes, Ooh, because also, I think um, they also did the... Uh... Chronicles of Riddick remake. Chronicles, both Chronicles of Riddick games, mm-hmm. uh, and then also Fast and Furious Crossroads are listed. Yikes! Because it was co-developed, uh, they co-developed it with uh, the other studio, apparently. So. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see the Metacritic score for this game? For, for what the Wheelman? Oh, for Fast and Furious Crossroads. Oh, no, I'm sure it's really high. Uh, PC is 34. PS4 is 35. Xbox One is 49. Dang. Why the Xbox so much better? Uh, Probably just because fewer people reviewed it on Xbox. That's probably true. But anyway, we got completely off track there, which happens all the time when we do these stupid uh, Frosties. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we also got to talk about the Wheelman. How many opportunities do we have to talk about the wheel? We did, and I will tell you that the TigonStudios dot com uh, is no longer owned by them. Okay. Um, which it redirects you to VinDiesel.com, which is also owned by no one. <laughs> we could buy VinDiesel.com. Can that be the name of our podcast episode? We can buy VinDiesel.com. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to see like how much do you think this is i'm not gonna there's, I, I hate websites like this there's gonna be no good way for me to find out how much vindiesel.com costs 
Anyways, I would buy VinDiesel.com. It probably costs way too much money. I bet it would be funnier to do like VinDiesel.net. Well, like, or like .game. .gov. Or, or .canada. No, we can't. I forgot. We can't buy .gov. Oh, we can't? No, nah, we're not in the government, so mm-hmm. we can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now I'm, now I'm sorry. I'm just going to be thinking about, like, different than Diesel's uh, options. No, you're okay. I just, sometimes I also now think about this. The fucking, the Chronicles of Riddick Butcher Bay uh-huh. has a 90 on Metacritic. Hear me out, Manny. What? It's three hundred nineteen dollars, but VinDiesel dot art. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good as well. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? How is the Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay came out in two thousand four? How the fuck does it have a ninety on Metacritic? everyone said like that game was like an incredible stealth i know and that's why they like made the other one in 2009 and then people were like ah it's not great Hmm. although game informer gave it a 9.5 out of 10 what the fuck what and then they made fast and the furious crossroads well that was like 20 years later i know but i'm just saying like what what could be so good about a chronicles of riddick game man Apparently everything is the answer that we I am seeing here. Uh, but I have to get out of this rabbit hole now looking at this stupid. Uh, this is stupid Vin Diesel video game factory. Uh, Vin Diesel dot me. <laughs> and with that, uh, that's going to do it for our podcast. <laughs> Those are the what, two- about Vin, what about Vin Diesel dot bike? Can we get that? I'm not seeing dot bike. Shit. Well, dot party? No. Dot GG. Nice. That I like. I still like dot art and dot me. Those are my. Dot art is pretty good. I do like that. Um, But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Wait, wait, wait. For only $37, Vin Diesel dot is. Okay. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Vin Diesel dot dot world is only like $26.98. And then it's only $2.98 a year. I would, if I did purchase one of those domains, I would have it redirect to our SoundCloud page. Hmm. So. I mean, seems like the cheapest option is probably the, the VinDiesel.world. Yeah. Ooh, what about VinDiesel.love? That too. $25.98. Okay, great. God, there are so many fucking stupid web domains. Oh, yeah. Love? Not love. Okay. Uh, But yes, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're an excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And, uh, you know, sometimes I do, in my spare time, get in the rabbit hole of seeing what stupid domains I could Mm -hmm. buy. Because that's just something that happens to me sometimes. Yeah. Anyways, someone should go out there and buy Vin Diesel dot love. And that's what I'm saying. I, and my favorite is dot art though. Dot <laughs> art. Dot <Yeah>. art. <laughs> I just think it's really funny that Tygon studio still exists, but they no longer have renewed the license to their website. <laughs> <laughs>
And also that it was VinDiesel.com, which they also do not own anymore. Mm. So. But, you know, Vin Diesel hasn't, you know, made a Fast and Furious in a long time. So maybe he needs to get out. Maybe it's just under the OneRace.com umbrella maybe because that's like the name of their stupid movie studio anyways that that that's it we will be back next week peace out